This episode is brought to you by Lee. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit to your body, not to some passing fad or body shape ideal. That's why Lee makes denim that gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com, to shop spring looks now. Hello and welcome to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, always a pleasure to be back here with you. You're back in New York City. I'm back. One second. Let me close my bedroom door. It's something I have to learn about from uh, well, since oh, we're recording. Because, because you could see Mike walking around in the background. How does it feel to be back in New York, back from the South? What are your initial feelings being back? I have to say it's nice because it's nice that it's not so humid. Mm-hmm. You know, the south in the <laughs> in the summer gets yeah, yeah. quite hot, and I, I have very I haven't gotten any hair straightening treatments clearly because um, of the situation at hand. So my yeah, my hair is doing women, a little better. The Jewish women of America have been jonesing from for some you know hair care products. Exactly, right now. I think that's why we settled in the Northeast. May, it, could, it makes some sense. Girls, we were all the Jewish women got together and they were like, we can't handle this. We've got to got to take over New York. Do you um, feel like it's a different vibe here than it is other places? Because I've been kind of saying that just for everything that's going on, whether the quarantine or, you know, protests, it feels right. like attitudes and and the it feels like you, you're not sure what to get county to county. Do, do you right. get that vibe or do you I feel do. like you... Okay. Um, I definitely get that vibe. I um, So I left in like May 10th or 11th or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent five weeks there and now I'm back. And I have to say, in some ways, it feels like less tense. And in some ways, it feels more tense, obviously. But sure. I'm in, in, I mean, I'm in Williamsburg. So I don't know if it's like different than well, the actual city. But it does seem a little bit like people are seem a little happier. Maybe it's because of the weather. But like. Also, I I mean, there's also obviously the tension of everything that's going on. So but I don't see it that much here. Absolutely. I I think um, what you hear is different than the reality. Like what you hear, uh, it's scary because you're not sure. And this is like why I think like tensions rise on social media, because you create the tone in your own head. It's like. When people were calling me, people call me from out of New York. They're like, how's it going in New York? And it's like, I would imagine five weeks away. It's almost like I would I'd be nervous to come back here and see, you know, whether, you know, the difference in 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 vibe here. Yeah, I was I think I was a little nervous. I haven't really seen anything like if anything, I actually feel like people seem like they're in better moods than when I left mm-hmm. for some reason. Okay. I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. I, I, and it's probably because like of the weather. Store closings and stuff. And I think people like are more being, used to used to things. More, yeah, that could be true, too. Yeah, I, but, uh, and you guys drove back? We did. And, and that it was all good? It was a long good. time. It was a long time. How are you and Mike doing as a couple? You guys are okay? We're, t- we're doing well, yeah. Um, yeah. We, d- we had a, it's funny, like towards the end, the beginning of the road trip is always fun. And then towards the end, it's like all the little annoying things start to like pile sure. up. So we went to go pick up my sister's car because she like is in Florida for a couple months. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to return the rental car, get the, my sister's car, and then like I'm he's he's driving and I'm navigating, and he's getting like very irritated because I'm like not telling him the turns until like five Nothing, seconds. Nothing. I I have the same issue with Jess to the point where I have taken her off navigate. She's like, "Are you sure you want to look at your phone?" And the road at the same time. He's I'm done like, that to me yeah, too. I I want to do that. I want. I don't want take a left now. Like I right. don't want. That's more dangerous than me glancing at my phone and being prepared. He's like less DJing, more navigation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we get the car back to Brooklyn, and we're trying to like parallel park it. Um, so I'm getting. Oh boy. It's, like, it's a big car, and it's like a tight space. So I'm like trying to tell him like how to get in there, and I'm just uh. being like totally useless. I'm like telling him to cut <laughs> at the wrong times, and then I'm like whatever. And then he's like, he's like, just don't say anything. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'll just. It's not. Yeah, it's let being me less deal helpful. with it. <laughs> but it's well, fun because beginning was fun, and then the end, it's like, all right, I've been in this car for 13 hours, and like. It's- it's time cute, to get the, a, the cute little like I don't I have a bad sense of direction has turned into like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you asshole! You missed the left. Yeah, that's right. that's a different vibe. Well, I'm happy to have you back. New same. York wasn't the same without you. Really? Um, could you feel we, my absence? I could <laughs> feel it. Um, but uh, you know what? We're here every Wednesday. I want to say to the listeners, thank you, thank you for being involved with this show. We you know we put a call to action to people to send in their emails about what's going on. We have an email later in this show about, you know, the cross section of dating and politics and uh, protests and, uh, you know, the racial, um, you know, things that are going on right now. So I, we're going to get to an email on that that subject. We, you know, I'll be totally honest with the audience. We got as many milk emails as we did uh, emails about couples that are having issues right now. We got far more emails. I've ne- I got so many DMs about breastfeeding. Um, really? I would actually like to address that just at, okay. off the top because I got a lot of very cr- I, I got a, a lot of DMs and emails about like saying that I was being like highly critical of breastfeeding, which I don't think I was. But you were saying um, I my understanding was that it was like. You know, that a four-year-old breastfeeding seemed like you would do it otherwise for your child. It didn't seem like you were hammering anyone who breastfeeds to me. But I No, breastfeeding is great. I actually think it's it's (laughs) a a major reason why I've been healthy and good immunity and all whatever. Sure. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But um though yeah, what I was saying about breastfeeding was just that I was I breastfed until four, which is extremely long for anyone in the United States. And then I got so many DMs like, actually, the WHO says that um, you know you should breastfeed till two, or like I'm from a different country and like this is totally normal. And like I'm all for that, so I don't. I just want to clear the air about uh, whatever you do, you do, but maybe you'll do something different than what you had. Perhaps right? I, will, that, I will do it less than four years. Yes. Well, also, I think also, like, we're going to get to more serious topics in this episode. Um, you know, our understanding of things is, you know, I, I think we're not experts, first of all. Uh, we're just two people having, as, as I've said many times on this show, having uncomfortable conversations comfortably. Like, we're very, you know, you and I are very comfortable talking to each other, and hopefully uh, that can help you out there. Johnny listener or Lisa listener, it can help you guys, you know, put your brain in the shelf and, you know, kind of like being, you know, uh, just uh, listen in with, you know, so I, 
I funny. To... John, John and Lisa are actually my parents' names. Really? You got That's right. crazy. Got it. John Listener, Listener Abraham. Um, yes. So I, you know, so to say we're not experts, all the stuff we talk about with dating, we give our own perspective and like, you know, I think also like with a lot of this stuff, we sound wrong, but it, with the intent of trying to get to a better place. So right. again, you know, someone might be out there being like, I, like with their eight year old breastfeeding on their chest and being <laughs> like, and being like, how could you? And it's like, yeah, take it with, with the intent that it was a given that, you know, this exactly. is someone who was made fun of <laughs> with four more years chance. I, before we get into the podcast, should we talk about the milk stuff? Do we I feel like there's give some an pe- update? Yeah, I mean, we've gotten a ton of people's thoughts about about milk, whether it's, it's it does seem to be pretty polarizing. Most of the, I would say a vast majority of the people who write in are huge milk lover They're milk, milk lovers. fans and they want to just like uh, like reemphasize that milk is great and sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, the girl that wrote in that she wanted to be fixed up with the guy who's in the relationship, the guy who's in the relationship did write back with like suitors who also yes. love milk. And it's a very funny a, email. Did you write is, to him? I, I didn't write him back, but I, she, a, a different guy wrote in asking to be set up with the girl who wanted to be set up with the guy with okay. the girlfriend. So this is now actually turned into a milk dating service. <laughs> Milk lovers meet. So, um, listen. I, we we uh, do have a Twitter. <laughs> we set up a Twitter account, right? What? Or someone did. There's a Twitter account out there now. I didn't set up a Twitter account. We oh, didn't I set thought, up a Twitter I account. I thought it was you guys. I, I, there's, no. a, there's like a milk stan account. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. No, we've, had people, you know we've had people emailing in asking to be set up with other milk-loving well, people. I think so. if you want to be set up with the whoever's running this milk stand Twitter account, tweet at me. Is that based and we'll, off of this podcast? Yes. Wow. I, I So if whoever set that up, if you're listening right now, um, you know, tweet at me and then anyone who wants to be set up with other milk lovers, I guess, or haters should follow that account. And maybe that's how the community starts, right? Yes. It all that, starts I'm just trying to give people an opportunity to find to find the, each other, the milk lover of their of their lives. What are we talking about today? So today we are talking about um, how to get your partner to improve without being offensive. And I say okay. improve because it's sort of subjectively, whether that's like appearance or, and I think this will come full circle as the episode goes on, but sure. how to get the, your partner to change something that you don't like about them physically. So let's read the email. Or, or in, a, in a smell sense, as this will. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'll, I'll read the email. And we can go from there. Hi, JJ. I already DM Jared about this, but I figured I'd send it in so you guys can discuss too. Thank you for sending it in. Yeah, send it in. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. I've recently started seeing a dude. It's been about a month. He's awesome in every way. However, there's a hygiene issue that I don't know how to handle that's affecting my attraction for him. He has a fuck ton of earwax in the upper part of his ear, like not even in the hole um, that looks like it hasn't been touched in years. It's really gross, and I have to see it every time we're laying in bed together. Some of it has even fallen out on the pillows. Uh, <laughs> How do I approach him about this in a nice way that will encourage him to clean it without offending him? Looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Best digging for gold. 
I think digging me, for gold is a is a nose picking term. So sure, I would, this, I would this just is, respond with. Yeah, the, this is more, uh, you know, scraping the the crust off the. I don't know. Right. I, 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 what do you think about this? Because I, to me, this is a simple question. Like, to me, if the person isn't, you know, like, I think one of the, like, there's a difference between, hey, lose some weight and, hey, you got some shit in your ear. Okay. So. The difference like, to you. The difference is one, I would assume, and again, this is me assuming and kind of talking out of my ass and someone could be sitting here like with a debilitating earwax issue that they've been embarrassed about their, their whole lives. But when it comes to weight, that's a lifetime issue. That is something that has so much social stuff involved with it. And that has stuff coming down from parents and from, you You're know, saying it's from, not an easy fix. That's not an easy fix. I think with this, like if, if so I have an earwax issue recently. I I'll be honest. Um, is it to just write this in? Je- <laughs> I've had like a legitimate earwax issue like the last six months and I don't know what it is and I've you know thought about going to an ENT but whatever but like to the point where I just now helps me with drops and puts oh. the drops in my ear and we like clean it out together it's a nice little activity we wow, found during romantic. the quarantine very yes. romantic but this is this is what in a relationship is like it is there's no, there's yeah. no point to me like like i would expect jess to go whoa you got some shit in your air like would you that's expect how, that one month in a month in i think there's a way to be an actor and not be like i think there's a way to play this i think right if i if i was dating someone a month and i went whoa got a little got got some bats in the cave like something like that like I guess bats in the cave is 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 used for like boogers in the nose, but I oh you there's got, not got enough little... earwax uh, metaphors. <laughs> we we need some earwax mm-hmm. metaphors, but I oh whoa getting a little whoa you you making candles up here? Like yeah. I know someone could be personally offended, but I would say if I'm a month in with someone and I said to them you have some wax in your air, it would be the same to me as you have stuff in your teeth. It would be the it was same as uh, saying hey you got something on your shirt. You got a little fuzzy in your hair. Like these are all things that can be fixed right. in, in a second. And if they said to me, you know, now that you bring it up, I've, I've dealt with wax stuff my whole life. I would go, have you ever seen a doctor? Like it would, it would promote conversation as opposed to shame and ridicule. I, I would right. assume. Depending on how you did it. If you said, I mean, if you did, if it was, let's say it was, especially I do think there's like some sort of double standard about like calling out, Sure. Gross behaviors in men versus women. I think it's a lot more socially acceptable to do for men. But if like, yeah. I think it would be like a little horrifying for me if someone mentioned that to me a month in, or like let's let's say it's like a smell but, thing. But right? but but but, but <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. But before we go to the smell thing, if someone said to you like, I think there's a difference between hey, you got something in your ear, and and there's a, between saying it that way and hey, the last month I've been. Totally fucking grossed out by your ear. <laughs> you know, like, right. like those are two different conversations and those are two different people. And right. one is being mature and, you know, and, and handling with kid gloves and the other is being overly honest almost to hurt the person. Right. In unnecessary fashion. I see that. I agree with that. Um, what do you mean by smell, though? I'm sorry. I, I cut you I'm off. I'm saying, like, let's say, like, someone was like, 
let's say you were dating someone who like smelled on occasion or didn't you know wear enough deodorant sure i would say like see i one time i i I don't want to throw jess under the bus but i i had made mention that like jess used like i there's good there's good natural deodorant out there and i i'm sure some of them have spot but sponsored this podcast yes but before Jess and I were close enough for me to like send every sponsor her way uh, because that's what I do now. Um, Now you use that to point out her flaws. Sure. I I, now I'm like, here, we got a new deodorant company. Intent. No, I, 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 I remember like one time we were like laying in bed together and I like did like a like I kind of sniffed and she was like, do I smell? And I like made a face and made a joke out of it. And she was like, Jared, you know, like it became, but it's not like I, like I'm there in bed with you. Like right. it's your smell becomes my smell at some I think, point. Like, right. I think you have to sort of make it like a, your, it's like the two of your problems kind of thing in order for it to not be quite so offensive. Like, listen, you know what I mean? Listen, like we're in this together. But I mean, smell is another thing that's kind of a more, that leans more towards the weight side because if someone's been smelling for a month, then you would assume that this is something they've dealt with over the court. Like there are people that have dealt with smell issues their whole lives. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I think like the one thing, like, I think if someone's dealt with smell issues their whole life, they're bringing it up to you in the way they that should, I've they b- should. brought up my like feelings about weight issues for myself. Like Jess right, they should come out to- ahead of it. Yeah, it should, but I, I mean, but Jess, Jess would have to be tone deaf to not know that I have issues with eating and, and working out and fitness and, and, and body issues. She would have to be completely, literally not listening to anything I've ever said or tweeted or made a joke about on stage for right. her to not know that that is a sensitive subject for me. So does that mean she has to tread carefully around... Any sort we, of comments no, about your no, looks or or weight or something? No, be, now I mean, but I I think we joke about it. Like like one time she's like, there was a, something that she said the other day where it was like, uh, she was saying like you should probably not eat a lot of this food, and I was like you, and she and, and I knew she meant like. The royal you, she meant like general you, like and right. I'm joking one, about one it. should not, right? <laughs> one should not, and I, I'm making it into a joke, but like again, like this person, they're a month in, like I, I if I have wax in my ear, I'm thankful someone told me, like, right. like I, I, I think like when we're like tiptoeing around the margins of what to say to our significant other, then you're just afraid of talking to your significant other. Like, right. But I get I can understand why a month in you might be that might be like not something that you've done before. You're not at a level of comfort where you're like, I mean, now Mike and I have an agree. We, we've discussed this. We're like, if either of us smells, we're just going to tell each other. Sure. Like, it's but that's uh, but uh, but a month in, like when I'm first seeing someone and I'm laying in bed with them, I would, again, be a better actor. This part you can go, whoa, like I think when you make a joke about it, you show at least and someone I could I understand how someone would disagree with me on this. But my my feeling would be when you make a joke about it, it shows that I'm here with you. On right. It. 
when you and when you call when you when someone says, "Hey, just want to let you know there's something in your teeth." You kind of trust that that person doesn't go and go this fucking leafy teeth motherfucker, right. you know, or like your fly is, is down or something. Totally. Right, yeah. Like, like I actually like that person more. And yes, a shiver goes down your spine. How long has the wax been there? Oh my God. Is this something everything, everybody talks about? And then four seconds later, after you've washed it out, you feel better and you forget it ever fucking happened. You never do it again. Right. Mostly. I mean, look, right. but like, what if someone, what if, let's use a hot button topic for you also. What if a month in a girl's like, it's there, T H E I R? Grammar. I, I, I know that's a hot button issue for you. So to me, it's different when it's someone you're seeing than it's someone online who already understands what you're saying. Well, it's also, yeah, it's also not like public, I think, to correct someone's. Pro- sure, it's like, like if like publicly someone was like what's in your fucking ear ew like yes. obviously that's a different or even like making a joke about that publicly is different like, than like a private but i've had just say to me like ah you fucked up the there and i would go and my response isn't don't tell me what i fucked up like i don't right. respond that way i go i get i go ah fuck you know like i right. and, and you know to me that's her working with me again, like the earwax. Hey, you got something in your ear? Like, it, it's her working with me. It, you know, right. like, hey, you know, like, I, as opposed to like, look at Jared, Mister Earwax, or like, Jared fucks up his grammar all the time. And, uh, and then I go, what? And then she goes, here's seven tweets I found, right. and like had him waiting. Like, I think, like, I think what happens, um, is like. I do believe this is a product of social media and this kind of goes back to like wondering if you were worried about coming to New York from after being away from it is like there's this like everyone assumes the worst tone on social media and mm-hmm. there's and, and the assumption of the worst tone isn't correct but it's human for you to do. So like I think with this person she's like He's got this wax in his ear. It's kind of disgusting. I could understand how she's thinking it in terms of like of someone coming to her and going, you fucking wax idiot. You know, like I I, I, I think she's like thinking of the worst, but not thinking of the real. If right. That makes well, she does. Yeah. She doesn't want to offend or like be rude. I get that month in. That's the what, thing. What is there that you would be offended that Mike told you? Like, what if you're going out? I don't Mike think goes, I'd be offended. Like, Sorry, like what if a well, but what if a month in, Mike goes, "Hey, uh, that might not be the right thing to wear to this event that we're going to." Um, I think I'd be fine with that. Again, if he said that to me privately, when there was still a chance that I could fix it, like you said, like I think those are the three. Like, I mean, that's a major pillar. Like, can I fix yeah. it easily, or sure. is this just something I'm like already fucked with? Like, if he told me that when we were out. Would be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I fix it easily? Hey, hey you might <laughs> feel uncomfortable at this uh, costume party uh, in that ball gown. <laughs> Sorry right. for not telling you. Can I fix it easily? I mean, I think I I went to like his like nieces or like his cousin's communion or something, and I was like, we were going to a church, and I was wearing like a denim jacket that was like ripped, and mm-hmm. he was like, you might not wear want to wear like a ripped thing, which was like again privately. Um, easily fixable. Sure. 
and like said in a way that's just like a that's like a suggestion and not like accusatory private easily fixable and 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 um and i'm with you on it is like the three rules i think for these things i think like like i think it like it would be totally different if mike on the way to the thing goes hey you should really lose 15 pounds before you come meet my parents next time like that's a totally (laughs) different fucking thing and like it also when it gets to more like more serious things like i would consider a more serious thing being like someone's issue with their body Mm -hmm. and you say like i kind of like let them come to you with it and then you can be like if like if any girl like that i would date would be like i you know i don't feel great i would go well like my first inclination is to say you look amazing because you just want but then but then that's always given like the you're you have to say that type of thing and it's like okay but that's how i feel and then like i get I actually think that's the best response. If I ever feel gross and I say that out loud, that's what I want the person to tell me. Okay. So Even everyone's different. This is, but again, right. this is, yeah. this is all a feeling out process for me. If this ends because of the earwax, it never had a chance to begin with. And you, you know, right. like, and if you go, Hey, you got some wax in here. I just want to let you know. And they go, never tell me how to make my, don't tell me what to do again. I would go, I don't want to date someone like that. Like, it goes right. both ways. Then you have to walk on eggshells. Yeah. You know I love Skims underwear, but now that their bra line is out, it's all I ever want to wear. Hands down, the no-show Belkanet bra from Skims is the sexiest bra I own. It provides support, but keeps my natural shape, and it's invisible under clothing. I love my Skims wireless form bra. It's so comfortable, but it still does the job. It feels like it's lifted. I know where everything is. That's a big issue for me. I want to make sure that like everything is where it's supposed to be. But it also looks really cute. It's not like some like scary looking bra that I would never want to show anyone. I typically don't like traditional underwire bras, but Skims changed that. I'm literally wearing one right now. And there's one for literally every kind of shirt that you could be wearing. There's so many different pieces. I really love the wireless form t-shirt bra, the weightless scoop bra, and the no-show online demi bra. Skims bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So I was scrolling through my feed like I do, and I recently learned something. Did you know that most bedding is made with harsh chemicals like formaldehyde, synthetic pesticides, and toxic dyes? That made me totally rethink my bedding. Thankfully, one company is changing the standard for good. Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I will tell you this. If you go watch my apartment tour, the sheets on my bed are Bowl and Branch. I put them on my bed immediately. I put them in the wash. Then I put them on my bed. They're so comfortable. You can see them on my bed. They look good. They're hotel quality. I love my Bowl and Branch sheets. You can really feel the difference. And if your commitment issues get in the way, they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. They feel buttery soft yet super breathable so you don't have to worry about getting hot and doing the one leg out, one leg under thing. Bowl and Branch signature sheets come in 13 super classy colors. They have all sizes from twin up to California king. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. 
branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code UUP at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code UUP. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. Send in your awkward sex at UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J&J. Thanks for all the quarantine content and endless dating advice. I love Wednesday mornings and hope I can get some insight into this sexual encounter with a guy. Not sure if this is just awkward, no sex, or something else I need to be aware of. I met this guy for the first time after talking for a while during quarantine. He came over, we had some wine, and we were watching a movie. Eventually started hooking up. I was planning on going all the way when he stopped me and said he doesn't normally have sex on the first date. I said, okay, I respect that, and that's fair. We continue to hook up, and he starts to take my clothes off, so I think he has a change of heart. I end up naked and on top, and he stops and says, sorry, I just can't have sex with you. Burn. My self-esteem is obviously shot. I've never had been rejected but uh, butt naked lying on top of a guy. But, okay, first time for everything. I was obviously off. I was obviously off but still shook it off and was even going to give him a blowjob. I go down, and he was pretty soft He says he w- and says he won't get hard. So we fizzle out, and I get clothes on. He goes on to say how he doesn't like having sex on the first date, but maybe in the morning we can have sex. I'm confused. Like, what does five hours have to do with his moral choice? I don't understand how that works and already decided the moment passed, and I'm not, going, I'm not likely going to be over this in the a.m. He does try to stroke my ego by saying I'm the hottest girl he's ever been with, and he'll probably regret this later. He even tries to say he wants to be respectful. Yeah, okay. If all of that's true, I just don't understand the strict rule at this point, and I really don't mean to sound like a pervert or like I'm <laughs> trying to per- pressure him to do something he doesn't want to do, but the signals are mixed for me. Or I just don't know how to read between the lines. Like he said, he was ready to go in the AM. I woke up to him jerking himself off while sitting next to me. That's a, that's a weird look. I, I pretended to be asleep and was and was taken off guard i started waking up she put in quotes an hour later he tells me he's so horny and wants to have sex i shake it off and say i'm tired and i need to get moving on my day uh he eventually leaves and i'm still confused about this and not sure what to make of this what is this about was he turned off by uh by me at night could the wine just let left him soft and he lost his sexual appetite or does he just have some intense morning wood what was up with the jerking off while I was sleeping? I don't know if any other guy has done that, but I've never caught them. I really want to respect, uh, want to be respectful of his no one night stand decision, but turning that rule into no sex but morning sex okay seems off to me. Looking forward to your thoughts. Please be honest and keep it real. Thanks. Morning wouldn't. <laughs> I love that. I would, that's good. Morning yeah. wouldn't is great. He's perfect. We're going to keep that one. Yeah, I think that's the name. I agree. Um, I was very, I was excited to hear your take on this because I had no idea what was going on. Do you have any like? Um, I have I have opinions. I I they're kind of all over the board a little bit. Some there. This is like one of those um, emails that like, it, you know, it's easy to laugh at, but then there's also like some very uh, manipulative strategies. It feels like he's dipping you think into. That he's doing. Yeah, I I don't. Her first question. Was he I don't think it was off, her. No, was he turned, turned off, off by her? Let's take that off the yeah. table right away. He's in bed with you. He's getting naked with you. 
he thinks you're attractive. Like I, I, this, I always, this question always comes up and women give guys such like the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Like, I I I think, I think it's because we're so like, we're so, so taught like from such a like young age or forever, just that like, you're sort of like that guys are always trying to have sex with you. And like, if you're not, they're not, then there's some kind of like something wrong with you. Yeah, like this the is men like are just pro- will have yeah. sex like with any, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's so, I, which I don't believe is true, but I do think that's like pretty highly ingrained and like, like sure. it's weird for a guy to not want to have sex with you. Yeah, this I guess that's a problem by a man's own design. If you talk about how much you'll have sex with anybody at any time in mm-hmm. any way, then you make everything sexual all the time, right? every, and everything's about sex. Then the minute you don't want to have sex, it's like. Ooh, personal <laughs> it's personal i can understand that I, I i don't think that feeling is wrong but i would say to her that he's in bed with you he's making out with you he's getting naked with you i would take off the table the idea that he wasn't attracted to you that night but was the next morning that's that that to me is not what happened here okay it does bother me like i i, I and i don't want to like I don't want to like be too dramatic, but it does feel manipulative. You like, think that he was like withholding almost to make her want it more? Kind of to take himself off the hook for making sex happen. I think a lot of guys feel that, well, if I didn't make the sex happen. Okay. I don't owe na- her anything. I don't owe her. Yeah, exactly. And and, and okay. also, this I, I'm not just saying this because of the sex thing. It, it, it's It's his languaging throughout the night. She writes, um, I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to be respect. Yeah. Like these are all like buzzy words that like, I don't, you know, I, of course you're trying to be respectful. Like I, I, I think that goes without saying like when you say that it's almost puts it on her. Right. You know, like, Oh, I'm trying to be respectful. It's like, yeah, no, she is right. giving I'm, consent. I, I, I'm, she's saying, right. let's, let's do this. I'm down. I'm in the bed with you. And, like I and then he's going back and forth almost as this way to be like to like ne- to make it so it's her idea. He, it's her idea. And if he wants it to be casual, then he can't get blamed for the right, casual. Because she's not like, oh, like you slept with me. You made me think that like you were more sure interested it, 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 in it, something it, more serious. Maybe it's like a cross section of his large ego. Um, you know, believing that anyone he has sex with is gonna feel that they're owed something from him, right? You know, that's kind of that's and, so funny because my initial thought was like maybe he's like really into her and wants to move slowly because like he'll find it more attract like like he doesn't want to ruin but, it by like sleeping with her too soon and then like maybe not being as interested. I don't know. Is that like I don't, totally I, naive? It, I think that's (laughs) it's not naive because that can happen. So like I know some people like I know uh, the I think it's more selfish. I I, I always think of these things, especially when a man has his penis kind of like in charge of things. It's rarely about like the uh, like I I know that sounds horrible. I'm just saying like it, it, it it's giving him too much credit to be like. I really like her. But then the next morning he's in the bed fucking crouched over jacking off to me. I think it makes sense. First of all, the languaging sounds like someone who's being manipulative. Second of all, 
the fact that he was soft that night, I think he knew he wasn't going to be able to put on a performance. Last week's episode, you talked about, you and I talked about how like that first time for a guy is important to like, it could be a deal breaker. Right. So I think what he's doing in this scenario is he's making himself up to be the good guy. He's making himself out to be the hero, but he's not sure how well his penis is going to do for that first time. In the morning, he jacks off. He gets the first one out of his system. Now he's going to last a little longer because he's got more some, confident. He's more confident. Right. He's got more control over his penis without the alcohol in his system. And he's basically saying, I, to me, this is a selfish play. This is him, first of all, getting himself off the hook for like having to be like making the sex happen. Like, there is nothing worse than, <laughs> there's other things worse, but I'm saying it really sucks when you're like, you get naked with someone in bed and then you're like, let's do this. And then it's like one pump game over or you can't get it up. So I think he's doing whatever he can in his power to, to not be that guy. He wants, he's basically <laughs> like, I want my sexual ability to be as showcased as positively as possible. And okay. I will do whatever it takes to make sure that I am a sexual as, as primed for sex as I could be. For this first time. That's what I would assume. Interesting. Okay. So like I know that's a long way to get to that conclusion. But like. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, but I think like. Again. The way he. The way he. Like. The way he manipulates the, the language. Is him being like. Giving a reason that makes him the good guy. And then. Right. The way that changes on a dime the next morning. It's like. Well. That was all to make sure that. He was a good sexual partner. And had very little to do with. With right, his wanting feelings to like on sex right. and, 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 and sex waiting. on the first date, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's my assumption in this scenario. Right. Yeah. I mean, the way you put it makes him sound like really manipulative and kind of crazy. But I can I see. Mean, I can see how that would happen, <laughs> though. Yeah, I don't mean to sound like you know icky. It's an icky topic, but I. Well, I that's I, what I, you're here for is I, to I explain the what, icky thoughts of men. Sure, and I and but also like I don't think he. Like, I think in his mind, the way he's rationalizing it is like, I'll be bad at sex tonight. So she doesn't want to be with a guy who's bad at sex. So I'll do anything I can to be as good at sex as I can via the languaging I'm using. So like, I, I when you say like, he sounds like a crazy person, he, I could see how his angle isn't uh, maniacal. Like it isn't like d diabolical. You know what I mean? Right. Well, in his head, he's probably just like, I just want to get like, have a, in his problem, I'm sure he he rationalizes it like I just want to perform well, and so yes. I'm just going to set myself up to be in the best performance state. Exactly. So I as going through a question, was he turned off? No. Could the wine have let him soft and less the sexual appetite, or does he just have intense morning wood? I I don't think it's it's you know he does have intense morning wood, but I, I, I like that doesn't let him off the hook for like whacking off in bed with someone like I, I don't think that's a right move why not go I, to the bathroom if you're oh so overcome i with. mean i have been in bed like even in my bed now woken okay. up like hand on the trigger like whoa 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 you know like i like like almost you know subconsciously I mean? almost okay. subconsciously and then like gone to the bathroom like he could do that i don't to keep going with it is a little weird and mm. not something that i would pull but i that's kind of uh do you have you ever been in that situation i've never i've heard of that happening i haven't it hasn't actually happened to me that i've been awake for 
So yeah. it's possible it's happened. I mean, I've been in the situation as far as like, in just generally, like I would feel I would be a better performer in the morning or right. I'm too tired from like hanging out that night and you just go to bed and wake up the next morning and see what the vibe is. But right. I, but as to far say as like, that it's because you're like against sex on the first date is no, that's I, the manipulative I mean, part. That's I think. the manipulative part. I, I think I've, I've probably said like, I don't want to on this first date. Be, like, I don't think I've ever, I, I think I've held out on the first date more to make sure that I was into the situation rather than to be like, you know, like this song and dance that seems to be going. Right. But you know, how like, would you phrase, if you were making sure you were into the situation, how would you phrase that to the person? If they were trying to like, have sex I don't know. I, I don't know, but I just know that like, again, like, I always felt more comfortable with like, and I, I probably said this on the podcast, what going way back when, when I was single, like I, I, I did like the position of like, Hey, we're, 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 we're oral casual. Okay. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, Cause okay. at least with oral casual, it felt like it was more understood that it was casual. Again, that's my ego and, that's why I kind of understand. I think. What I mean, I think there's. I, I think there's. That's not entirely untruthful to think that, that sex might make someone feel like you were in a d in deeper than one would have thought you were. I think sure. that to me that signifies that I'm not saying for everyone it does, but I don't think that's like totally a cr the craziest thought for a guy to have is that by having sex with someone you sort of should feel like you owe them something somehow. I mean, I I <laughs> just especially if it was like. You know, we've been on three dates and it's like, okay, we're in bed together. And it's like, uh, I'm going to back off of this right now. And like, I could understand that someone would be like, well, what? And it'd be right. like, well, I, you know, I'm not really ready to go to that next step for me because the next step for me would fee would be me feeling like I was uh, misleading someone with my actions. I actually feel like I would have appreciated that. Because, like, I do think sex makes you feel like, for women more than men, maybe um, more connected to someone. So I would almost, like, if someone was, like, kind of on the fence about me, I would prefer they didn't sleep with me. It's, you know, and again, it's different for everybody. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I do think when he does the, like, thing of, like, like, when I said in the beginning where it's, like, someone being like, hey, you know, how do I make this so it's both of our decision? And it's not just the guy being like, hey, come to my bedroom. You know, like you want to feel like there's... You want to feel like you're both really into it. Yeah. On the same page and both on the same page as far as like what this sex means to both parties. I think that's like the... That's the... Like when people write into us and they're like, we're casual, but he never texts me. That's like I right. think that's like a scenario that a lot of people get into where, you know, I think... They're not on the same the page. Yeah, the definition of casual is on a spectrum. Right. Casual to you might mean something totally different to me. Agreed. You know, like, is it a red flag or deal breaker in this situation? I think it would, I think it would be a deal breaker if it was the first time. I think I would be like, again, like, it just wouldn't feel like, not that, like, the action of saying you don't want to and then changing your mind is the deal breaker. I just think, like, the whole situation would almost, like you said, like, it's not, like, quite as fun and, like, hot and exciting if both people are just not, like, oh, like, we're doing this. We're really into each yeah. other. It's there. 
um and instead there's this weird like back and forth i think would kind of ruin it or it for me or take something out of it maybe it would just be a red flag i think it would depend on like how i felt about everything else yeah i wouldn't want to be if if a woman did this type of thing to me i i wouldn't want to be involved with the games that that only seem to happen during sex right you know like that's to me like male or female if someone's like i'm in i'm out i'm in i don't know I, I don't like to do this. Now they do. I'm like, okay, their confidence level with how they connect sex with a relationship can't be that great. Right. I mean, I actually, I mean, I don't want to be like sexist against men in this scenario, but I do feel like when a woman does it, it's actually because she like, sometimes it's like, yeah, you want to have sex, but you also like know that'll make you feel a certain way about someone or perhaps closer or more invested in someone. So you, there is a part of you that wants to, but doesn't want to in a way if sure. you're not you know okay. what i mean like you could want to but still like feel bad if the person doesn't text you after that and kind of know that like what you want in the moment isn't what's going to be good for you like in long term so I, yeah, I can see i, mean, I think it, for 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 women it can be like i can understand it more for not not like this scenario of like i want i don't want it at night but i want it in the morning but just the sense of like i I want to wait so that like, because I've done this in the past and it hasn't worked out in a way that made me feel good. Yeah. I, I, it's a, it's similar to eating a whole bag of chips. Like, <laughs> you know, like right. I, I, I want to eat the whole bag of chips, but I know I'm going to feel horrible afterwards. So I'm not even going to start the chips at all. Right. Like yeah. I, that, that's a perfectly fine scenario that either male or female, I, I know I have felt that way where I'm like, yeah, I have the chance to go upstairs, but I, I know that this I'm not going to handle this well, so I'm not going to eat. Go upstairs. Like, I, I do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like I understand. I, I would rather be told, hey, I'm not really, you know, like I, I'm not even looking to go in the bedroom right now because right. I just my relationship like that would make me know what I'm getting into. I think like uh, with a lot of these things and I think what this guy's doing and the why the reason he's so manipulative in this case and not to defend him, but to like, you know, to give an understanding is like, he's trying, I, I think there's an element of him trying to figure out, you know, and I think everyone is trying to do this in, in a casual setting. How does this person relate to sex and how do I relate to sex? How do we get on the same page with that? And then that's, sometimes impossible to know because it's just such a depthier conversation than maybe you, you guys are ready to have. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot more that goes into it than just like the physical did they, didn't they thing. I think there's a lot more sure. like emotions at play. So it is harder to figure out. Um, so I don't know. I guess it would depend on a lot of other things, how I felt like Definitely. he was like on the date uh, disingenuous or like, sure. you know, kind of manipulative. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a tough question. I I like this email because it's like, you know, we're used to like, and I shit the bed. Ah, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this is so, a more real sexual experience that like, yeah, it's hard to like figure out like why, you know, again, like it's like going back to like one of the first, you know, the first messages or th what's this about? Was he turned off at me at night? Like. It's so funny to me that like we're both like, no, get that off the table. But right. that goes into the mix of all this emotional shit. Yeah. 
No, this one's good. It's like a, it's an emotionally awkward sexual experience. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while doing it? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, and more. You know I love to find the best deals. You know I'm a deal searcher. You know I like deals. Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. You know I love points. So you can use Rakuten to get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Rakuten has your favorite brands like Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and Zappos. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. That's wonderful. You're already shopping at these places. Why not? Get in on the game. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. We are sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Some of us go for a run, take a nap, read a book. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I love BetterHelp because it's an easier way into professional therapy. It is a toe in the water. I love that they have a questionnaire that matches you with a licensed therapist. If you're sitting there and you've never been to therapy, what a perfect way to get in the game. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash UUP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash UUP. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, I'll read, I'll read the first one. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hit it. Hi, J&J. Thank you for using your Betches platform to share really helpful Black Lives Matter content. I found the post informative. Keep it up. Um, my question relates to being bothered by the different ways my boyfriend and I have reacted to the movement in, re- in recent weeks. My boyfriend and I have been together for about 10 months, and until now, I have found us to be very compatible. We are both white. I grew up in a liberal household and attended public alternative schools and have generally sought out information about racial and social injustice in school and in my personal life. He grew up in a wealthy suburban conservative home and self-admittedly does not even does not often seek out news or educational content about racial injustice, so we come at this from different experiences. Now, as social media has become a huge platform for speaking out and sharing resources as allies, I feel he has been silent on public platforms beyond simply posting a black square. He is doing the work behind the scenes, more at my encouragement, watching recommended shows, signing petitions, and making donations. But um, I can't help but, it can't help but bother me, his reluctance to be publicly vocal, and I wish we could have discussions where he could share my anger and passion. Is this a deal breaker? Is this making it clear where our morals differ or am I blowing this out of proportion? Social media isn't everything and I'm glad he's not just being performative, but I can't help but feel like he is only doing the work to appease me and he doesn't want to post because he doesn't care as much as I want him to. And he knows that people will see that publicly. Would love any advice or to help ground me. Thanks. What do you think? 
<laughs> this is a <laughs> you go oh, first, Jared. You go first. I, 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 I hope everyone can understand why we're laughing about that because you know, again, this is again we asked for emails like this. This is exactly in the wheelhouse of the right. show. It is um, again, we're two white people, you know that that don't understand. You know, admittedly, right? That we don't right. are 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 in a position where, like, you know, it's. Um, I heard someone said I can empathize, but I I don't want to act like I understand. Right. You know. So and all and of you us. Can un- tr- all you can say is that you. I mean, you you don't understand. You can try to understand. You'll never fully understand. That's and I'm on right. board with that. And again, as far as like how to use the platform, from my perspective. Betches has done a great job and and is it seems as though is truly trying as a company. Um, someone else could disagree with me and and say, well, that's what you believe um, as a white guy, a straight white guy. You don't see it from my perspective. Right. So I, I understand that we could disagree with that, but I'm hoping, you know, that everyone's trying their best. Like and, and, and again, like I someone could look at what I've been doing. And I've made an effort on my own platform to uh, share um, black comics that I truly love watching and have opened up my perspective just via the avenue of comedy because right. I do that's believe that's what you that's relate a, to the, mo- that's the most. That's what I relate right. to. So uh, you know, and I do think like sometimes when it's a uh, like what 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 starts in a good place turns into like branded marketing as all of us can agree and it's like sometimes that branded marketing is seen by one person again it's like the meaning of casual to two people in a in a relationship like right. some people see some people see something that's so good and right like black lives matter and see that hashtag and i and i don't get it that they see that as something as an attack on them. And right. I don't understand that. I don't, I, I, I don't understand how the people see it as attack, but they do. You have to admit that there are people out there who see that and get mad for some reason. I, and I, I think it's a lot about, um, that they feel that I, I do think that like, uh, I'm sorry to be rambling a little bit, but I, to end this ramble, everyone is trying to be on the good team. And, right. Everyone, and I, think, I feel like most people have good intentions. I would hope, and, and but I, I don't even want to say most people, but I think everyone in general doesn't want to be the bad guy in the movie. And I think a lot of people, when they see certain things, so that's why in my own life I've been trying to share like people because when you hear it from a person and it's a personal perce- per, uh, perspective, you can't disagree with their personal experience, you right. know? And so I, that that was my goal in sharing comics that I love and and come across every day. And also, like, you know, again, with emails like these, we are planning on bringing on guests that can speak to this. And we don't want to get involved in, like, just bringing on, like, someone, like, you know, the, the week of and going, hey, what do you think about being black in this country? Like, I, I don't really think that's a genuine way to go about it. Like I, I think we're going to do it in a genuine way that makes sense for this show. Um, but uh, that, 
So I, I think I'm starting. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I no, think I, like, I see what you're saying. I think what I mean, it, it seems like what you're trying to say is that everyone has their own way of like relating to this and expressing themselves. And it's not all the same way. And sure. And, and when you say to people that, you know, their silence is is complicit, then they go, OK, I'm going to do something. Right. And then everyone has their own. Comfort and then some people, level of what rela- that some people respond is. to that and say, well, like. I'm going to do something and then someone says, well, that's not the way you're supposed to do it or that's not right or that's not enough. Um, so this is, uh, this is all to say that this is complex and hard and not as hard for us as it is for someone who's black and has to deal with this their whole life. Like right. this is, again, these are lu- kind of, these, this email is the epitome of a luxury issue in the world of, this, of these issues. Right. But what I, what I do th- see in her email is something I see a lot from a specific type of person. And it's a lot of, you know, I, I got, I, I'm sorry to say this, but it is a specifically white woman thing that I see a lot where it's like they paint themselves as, well, I do this, this and that. And that person is the bad person because they don't want to be on the team of the bad guy. So something in her email, which kind of shouts out to me, is my boyfriend and I have been together for about 10 months. Again, 10 months is a normal amount of time to figure out that you might not be the match. So it is totally, totally okay for this person to believe that this is a deal breaker, the way they're interacting with the societal things that are going on. A little bit of this email sounds like her saying, I want him to want to do the dishes. So, so like, it, it, and he, because... He, he, to me, when you when you write this paragraph, my boyfriend and I have been together for 10 months. Until now, I have found us to be very compatible. We are both white. I grew up in a liberal household and attended public alternative schools and have generally sought out information about racial and social injustice in school and in my personal life. She has painted herself a very specific way. And I see this with a lot of people that kind of casually reference they went to public school i went to public school i went I to public no, school too did you oh my god we must have struggled so hard we didn't right. you know you know like i i this whole well i went to public school so now i'm off the hook for not like as if everyone who like as if there's nobody who had um like i and, and i don't i'm not trying to hammer this person because i know this is a very tense subject so i I understand what I'm saying could be taken whatever way it's going to be taken, but I'm just giving a perspective. When someone says, well, I went to public school, it's, it's almost as like it takes them off the hook for any type of privilege. No, I went to public school that looked like it was out of fucking Mayberry. Okay. I went with mostly white people. So I like, I, I, when someone says, well, I went to public school an alternative school, like, I, I, I don't think that absolves you from white privilege. I don't think that absolves you from like uh, from having implicit uh, being brought up implicitly in a racist society. Like, right. And I, I think, think a lot she, of- I think what she meant to say to not to interrupt, but just I think what she meant by that statement was just highlighting like the different like w- like how their circles of friends are like have different kinds of might might have sure. different stances on this or different views and they're like brought up around like things where it's it's more like socially acceptable to be vocal about these things not necessarily i mean it's possible that she's also but, saying that like i'm more woke than you but, well, this is, but then but the, well, look at the way she paints him 
And he and then he grew up in a wealthy suburban conservative home and self-admittedly does not seek out news or educational content about racial injustices so we can come at this from different experiences. To say they come from it from different experiences like they're not coming from it from like different sides of the earth they're not you know like you right know, I, she's I not think, like right she's not like actually she's not like a black person in america going through it exactly right and yeah. and, and and the way she paints it she makes him look like you know hunter hearst helmsley that went to the you know the kensington school with blonde hair and a rugby shirt going daddy daddy but how could these protests be happening look at the rioters like he right. makes her she makes him like Again, a lot. It's very easy to build up straw men in this internet world because I can go. I I know what tweets work. I know how to write about the hipster in Brooklyn with a hemp shirt on. You know, I can make someone hateable. So I I my point is to say that like they're they may be different, but the way she's painted, and she might believe this. I understand that she's writing in. And she says any advice or to help ground me like I appreciate that line in the email because to me like again someone could say well from your perspective as a straight white male I totally understand that I'm just saying this the what I feel what I feel from that paragraph is a separation that absolves her in this in it, like I, I I don't think they're as far away from each other as she may want to believe Right. I thought I really did think that first paragraph and I do agree that she's painting herself as like a little bit more of like a hero warrior than him. But I did think that first paragraph was just sort of at least me maybe like being more forgiving, just thinking that she was like, listen, like his circle interprets like public posting about this thing as like totally different than my circle would be because my circle has been like, you know, that is that may be the case much more like, like pro this movement than his. But but even that being said, that should let her understand that they're starting at two very different places as far as getting involved with these things and being an ally. Right. Where she might be ahead in the game, but that also involves having empathy for the people who are behind you that are also trying. Right. So, so like, I... like. I and what like she was I, saying, I mean, the way that she was, she's talking about him trying to me is more important than whatever he's posting socially. Like if she's saying he's like, he's doing the work, he's watching the, the documentaries, he's reading the books, he's learning, he's educating himself, but he's not like posting about it publicly. To me, that says more, that to me says that she cares about that more than what he's doing behind the scenes kind of implies to me that she cares about more about what other people think of yeah. him than she cares about what he actually thinks totally i i mean there's been the the post that is like you know i'm gonna learn i'm gonna listen and i'm gonna also teach and it's like or i'm not sure what the exact post is but i've seen it a bunch but it's like the if you say that he's like listening and trying his best to like come closer to where you are like i you know, there are big wins and there are small wins in, in everything. Like, you know, racism isn't going to get changed over the summer. Right. And so I, I, I think like empathy for and, and I do understand that someone listening can go, we've tried that before and it didn't work. Like I that's another thing right here. But I'm like, yeah, again, like it's such a complex issue, like the ingrained like 
like if if this woman is saying, well, me and all my white girlfriends are all posting, but he's not. It's like, do you do you want him uh, closer to where you are or not? Like, right. And 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 the I, that's why I brought up like I want him to want to do the dishes. Like, I think it's nice. And and again, this is from my perspective. Someone could say, well, it's easy for you to say. I totally understand that, but I think it's like it's nice that he's like hearing you out and have like I've had discussions with my girlfriend that aren't easy I've had discussions with my parents that haven't been easy and I to me and again this is me I think those are more important than a post on on the internet right like I think to me that's yeah to me that's much more important that's actual action those are actually things that are changing the way that you think like unless this person unless your her boyfriend has like a million followers and like you know, has such influence on the world that he's not tapping into. And that's like, I don't, to me, it's kind of seems like, again, like the stuff that he's actually doing is the much more important stuff than whatever he's at, whatever he would put on social media is for, who is that for? Yeah. Is he going to like, yeah, I, 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 and who is it? I, I guess it's a, I don't know. It's, um, again, I, I always want to reiterate, like, we're tackling this from a relationship standpoint, but like there are many people listening to this that are going through this. Like, like I understand how someone could hear us discussing this and going, there are people, there are people that family of mine is dying every day. And I, and I could go. And so this conversation where we're like, well, give the guy a chance. How could he not do everything we tell him to do? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it sounds bad because it's like, how can you say that when people are dying? And it's like, I understand that perspective too and 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 that you know hurts to hear and it, and it's also like yeah but it, there's no but but it's a it's more like this guy needs to be pushed ahead and if this guy gets pushed ahead the person in front of him gets pushed ahead too and now you have two people that are farther ahead than they were the last week you know like I Right. It, it, that's where it becomes difficult because I do there it is very easy to go well, that's not enough. And it's never enough. You know, and I think a lot of, you know, uh, people in this position where she's saying, you know, because and if I she just truly, remember- I think if she truly also thinks that it's not enough and if she truly wants to be with someone who is like at the forefront of, of if she doesn't think that he totally. truly believes any of these things and she wants to be with someone who she sure feels passionately about these things because there are things that she feels really passionately about. And she this is like her number. This is one of the higher things that she's like placing of importance in a partner that's totally legitimate and totally fine totally. and she should find that person i, I think I, I i totally agree with that i'll give them my own personal experience there's there's a lot of talk of like when can you tweet out jokes when can you post things on social media mm-hmm. and what is the and i'm a comedian i make jokes i can understand i think like i tweeted out stuff that was I, I, now it sounds like I have. I'm going into my tweet apology. I, I I I'm fine with my tweets. I I had one that was like the lights were off at the. Um, remember when the 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 White House had no lights on? Yeah. I, I was like I tweeted that that was the house on Halloween that doesn't do Halloween. Right. Something like that. And to me, that is a pretty innocent tweet. I, un, I and but I could see how someone would go. You're laughing at a funeral. You're making jokes while there's so many serious things going on. That to me is a disagreement with between two people 
we might not be a match for a relationship. Right. At the same time, I saw there was someone that I follow on Instagram that like took a trip that the weekend that all the protests were happening and their trip looked like spring break 99. Like it was like, and I was looking at this trip being like, Oh my God, how could you be? And it was like me looking at them being like, how could you be so tone deaf? And so I understand how someone looks at me and goes, you're tone deaf. I look at them and I go, you're tone deaf. And we're all pointing fingers, making sure that we're not the bad guy. And it, it takes a certain level of, of empathy and also like, yeah, you might, that might be a bad, you know, that might not be how right. you do it, but it might not be how the next person does it. I think it's unrealistic to think that someone, especially if you knew when you were dating them, that they're not particularly passionate about something to suddenly become super passionate about something that they weren't before in sure. less than 48 hours or less than two weeks. Um, and that any kind of progress they're making to me is a, is a positive, like, positive step in the right direction i agree like some people would say it's not enough and i understand that perspective too um but i do think that like these things do take time people don't change overnight and if that person if that person is showing that they're trying in a way like and and generally if you're helping that person to change for the better isn't that like a good deed like isn't that like i i you know i don't know i i wouldn't blame her for ending it because I, I would understand, just like you're saying, to me, uh, it's, it's okay. Again, the quarantine, the protest has all been a highlighter on all, every relationship in your life. And you're seeing how people react during down times. You're seeing how people react during high tension times. And you're seeing it, whether it's 10 months in or a month in or 10 years in, and you have to make a decision of how that makes you feel. And it's okay to say, I'm going to turn away from someone that doesn't necessarily do the things that I think are right. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Let's do another email. Is that cool? Yes. 
Hey, J&J, thanks for keeping me entertained while I wash my never-ending pile of quarantine dishes. For context, I'm a 26-year-old straight dude living in a decent-sized city, and I want to hear your thoughts around premium dating app features. I'm going to use Tinder terms here, but this applies to most apps. First up, what do you guys think about the super like? I personally enjoy getting one because it shows that the other person... Boy, we really have changed (laughs) topics here, huh? We did a 180 on... uh... I mean... This might be the guy she's. (laughs) Yeah, this might be Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who she was dating. Um, I personally enjoy getting one. Things in the past few weeks have really gotten me thinking about (laughs) about uh, premium dating app features. (laughs) (laughs) Where should I be putting my money? What causes (laughs) the the super like or the extreme like or the regular? Oh my I god. Personally, I personally enjoy getting one because it shows that the other person is genuinely interested and excited to talk to me or that they dropped their phone while on the toilet and accidentally swiped up. My opinion about using them on the other hand is the complete opposite. I avoid using super likes at all costs because I feel like I'll come off as overexcited dweeb. Is there a right time for the super like? Next, what are some of your thoughts around boosted <laughs> profiles? I have spent an embarrassingly large sum of money on boosts, but only because it really seems to work. On average, I get a like here and there every few days, but sometimes we'll go about a week without one. But as soon as I switched on the boost on a weekday afternoon or a weekend, I'll get upwards of eight to 10 likes in that half hour period. What this says to me is that I would have gotten these likes over time anyways, but those people are uh, just aren't spending a whole lot of time swiping or my profile is really blur- buried because of how many other dudes there are or a combination of the two. There isn't so much a question here as I'd like to spark a discussion here and hear your thoughts. Or maybe you think there's something I might not be doing with my profile that would eliminate the needs for so much boosting. I feel like I don't. if I don't boost, I run the risk of someone just never seeing my profile. Lastly, let's talk about paid profiles. This guy, really? He's got a lot of thoughts. No, I really like these because I'm bored as fucking quarantine. The unlimited number of swipes and access to swipe all around the world gives me something fun to do. I also enjoy getting to see who someone is when they like me so I can make the decision then uh, and there rather than blindly swiping. With that said, what would you two think uh, if you went on a date with someone and it came up that they use the paid version or have paid for the premium services sincerely, slowly turning money into Tinder? Well, I'm happy he's put his money to a good cause. (laughs) (laughs) This is an absolutely ridiculous email that I appreciate because it, sent to the right place he didn't it is. i mean this wasn't sent to the wrong place we do discuss these things jordana okay generally, generally. as a woman hearing how he speaks about the online dating process and using the paid features how do you feel generally because I, I I just reading this email. Right. What is, is it a turn on at his or is it a turn off? Is what I'm wondering. I would say like the act of there's a difference between this email and the act of of using these paid features. Mm-hmm. Paid features to me, fine. I'm actually like I actually feel like a lot of girls are would be interested in that because to me, yeah. paid equals care, right? Yeah. So I've heard you know, I've heard a lot of girls complain that like the free the free apps or the free sites or 
you know, like even like anything where you're swiping, it 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 doesn't eliminate guys who are just kind of like fucking around. But like they'll go mm-hmm. on something like a J. I don't know if people are still using J date, but um, J swipe. J swipe is it? It's now, but before it was like J date, right? Yeah, and you had yeah, to pay yeah. like a monthly service to even be on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of girls I knew really liked that because it'd be like, okay, like it's getting rid of the guys who like are not really looking for anything serious. I don't know if that's the case for Tinder where it seems like it just kind of increases your chances of getting laid. Um, but I yeah. do know that in the past I've heard a lot of women say that like they like the paid services because it, it eliminates people who are just kind of trying to like mess around or don't really care or are passive because they have to pay for it. Yeah, I, but don't like, I, so let me push back on that. Did any of this email sound like a guy who was looking for the one is my no well that's why i'm saying like the difference between paying and like what this guy is saying especially on i mean when i think of tinder i think of like the hookup app i won't Mm. i wouldn't if i were single tomorrow and i were looking for a relationship i don't think i would necessarily go on tinder because to me that sort of like seems like a the area of hooking up but he did say i'm going to use tinder terms here but this applies to most apps to me, this is a general, I mean, I'm not saying every guy who pays, look, I, I appreciate this guy's email right. because it, I think it's it, a good it question. Is, it's a great question, but to any woman listening to this podcast, let this take you inside the mind of a man. The idea of like the pay for numbers thing, like he is treating this. Like, like a slot machine. Uh, <laughs> like a slot machine. Yeah. He's like, well, right. if I go to the penny slots, I don't yeah. get as many. Uh, I don't win well, as much money. Saying, but if like, I go to a hundred dollar slots, they pay out more. But you're more like, you know what I mean? Well, the email is letting me behind the curtain of why a man would do this. And it's not in my head. It doesn't sound like from this email. It's to increase his, his chances of finding the one. Um. <laughs> it's, it seems like it's to increase his chance of talking to as many people as possible so that he gets to make the choice between someone he has sex with and someone he may become the one. I'm sure his response to this conversation that we're having right now would be like, no, I, he, what he would say, I'm open for, to a relationship. That's exactly what he would say. If if the right person comes along, but, but though, even this sentence where he says, um, where he says he gets to swipe around the world. Like he can change that his location. That part to me seems very weird. He and he goes. I also enjoy getting to see who someone is when they like me, so I can make the decision then and there rather than blindly swiping. So like, I don't think he, he wants would to be turn it honest. into Bumble. He's he's turning this in. What people do is they see a system and then they game the system. So they see, okay, these are the rules with which I can operate. Now it's it's like doing a workout. When you do a workout, over time, you make it easier on yourself. You find a way. So that's why they say, like, muscle confusion. Like, you right. switch change up the workout, up. you change it up, and you're, you, it's not as much about your muscles don't get confused, but it's more about, okay, you're not going to, like, kind of ease off the, the pedal because the first time you do something is going to be the hardest as opposed to the 12th time. So this guy found loopholes within each of these apps, which everyone is doing. I... I I'm not saying he's alone. Like you see that Instagram post where it's like the the where a guy has Tinder up or Bumble and he's he has a um 
like a tool from his tool shed, like an electronic screwdriver. That just swipes right on everyone. Swiping right on everyone. Like that is the funny version of what this guy is doing. Right. So I, I, I think like, I think he's interested in hearing your perspective of like how honest can he be? Like I, I think like he's he right. like he broke this email down perfectly. But I'm saying like I mean he's it's always, wondering. It's always hotter to think that a guy is like very selective, or a guy who chooses you is selective, right? So and like, I'm sure he would let people believe that, right? But I'm saying the paid feature, I guess, now that we're describing how it really works, um, doesn't really seem to be like maximizing that. It almost seems like again, like the kind of thing that if you like. I think I could I could imagine being turned off on it in the sense of like why do you need this like what he's saying like do I look like a huge dweeb I'm not saying like he looks like a dweeb but I'm just kind of saying like oh he's like really like to me in my mind I might go to like oh he really wants to have sex I uh, and he's okay, maximizing so his chances of, of that I, but, I think I agree with you not right. you know yeah but I don't on, think it would be like I don't think it would be a deal breaker I think it might give me a it might pop up a red flag of like and I again, I don't want to like be I don't want to be biased against certain apps, but I think it would I think it would depend on the app to an extent and the reputation sure. of the app. I think that would also play into like my thought process on it. Well, I, I also think he needs to think that like he's not that different from the people he's swiping. He wrote something very specific in his email. Uh, what do you think about the super like? I personally enjoy getting one because it shows the other person I'm genuine. It shows the other person is genuinely interested and excited to talk to me. Um, my opinion about using them, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. I avoid using the super likes at all costs because I feel like I'll come off as an overexcited dweeb. So I think that explains everything in his email. Like, he wants it done to him because he wants to know who really likes him. But he doesn't want to do it to other people because he doesn't want to get too invested in so he doesn't want to show that he's too invested in someone to maybe make them think yeah. that it's more than just a regular like and it's like dude that's that's kind of the problem with how he's operating on these apps um i to me he's using the apps as a crutch for him having social outside outdoor interactions and trying to meet people in person he's using it like in the way that i've kind of like delved into on this podcast a couple times where it's like this is almost like taking like a, like the, the app is almost serving as his like his like superhero pill to take to turn into a stud rather than be his his normal self. Right. Like, yeah, I, there's a there's a comic that ta uh, I think there's something that goes through a woman's head when she sees that about it. But again, like I do think it when it comes down to it, just given that there are so many people on these apps, like especially I mean, especially in New York. I think that it gives you like like people like your profile they'll like let some certain things go. Uh, absolutely. I I just think like if if I'm speaking directly to the emailer, I think there's such a thing as too much dating app. I think it has to be the pie chart of your dating life and at this point his whole pie chart is dating app with different payment structures for each of the apps. Right. He's like, bought all the no... expansion packs. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think to him, um, he's going to get caught up in the, I, I would say to him, and I've been guilty of this in my past of getting caught up in the gamification of dating. And it's gonna, 
put you on a path where you're not opening yourself up to the other things going on in the world. Like, I, again, like if I was this guy, I, I understand he's like, well, I get more likes when I pay. Of course you do. Because Tinder needs you to keep paying. They need you to see results from you paying. So I, I would say to him, if your end game is 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 a relationship, I think this is holding him back. Yeah. I, well, I that's think what I'm saying. It would make me think they were looking for sex. And I also think, I think it is holding him back. I agree with you because I think it gives you the idea of there's always, the next person's just a swipe away. Why commit to anyone or why give anyone a real chance or why get to know anyone? Like Dr. Uh, Fisher, when we had her on like last year, would talk about how these are supposed to be like when they're best, when they're used in the best way, they're like introduction apps, not dating yeah, apps. Yeah, yeah. And you, the best way to actually like really get to know people on them is to have like maximum, like I think it was like three to five people that you're actually speaking to at once. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say to this guy, even if he's trying to have sex from the apps, this is probably holding him back too. Like he's searching for ghosts at all times. I, I, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna say to yourself, "I'll use a dating app every time I take a shit," good for you. Like, what's that? Twice a day, you know? Like, and and you do that twice a day, and then go out with friends. Like, I I, I gotta say, like I, I mean, and I'm someone or who's video used all chat the, with friends <laughs> or video chat or like. I think you there's a point with like paying for them where I do understand do it for a month see what it's like but for you to say like well I like that I get 8 to 10 more likes in a half uh in that half hour period like don't be ignorant to that that's why you paid you know like and also don't be ignorant to like I remember um I was given advice once where it was like someone was talking to me about comedians Okay. And just about comedians generally do a bunch of funny shit, but never think of like what the end game is. Like they all, they end up doing okay. a bunch of funny stuff and they never think of like, how am I going to turn into this, a into this into a revenue making product? So they get so caught up in just getting a laugh that they never think like, how can this laugh be created into a show or a podcast or you know, like, what's the next right. step? And so I think for him... What's the big picture? The big picture, to him, he... It sounds like the big picture to him is getting more likes to kind of, like, get him by during quarantine. Right. And as long as he admits that, I think it's a waste of money. If that, if you want to pay for good feelings in your brain, like, that's what you're paying for. You're not really paying for, you know... Because I, I do believe... Ask yourself like, I, what your five-year dating plan is. Yeah, a little bit. I mean... I met Jess at a bar in, in, you know, walking by one another. Like, and, and I'm not saying that's how the best way to meet or the, or the worst way to meet, but it involved me picking my head up uh, from the phone. And I think this is only, whether you're paying or not, just know that you're paying, I think, for something other than a physical, even interpersonal relationship. That's a good way to put it. What if it would That's, you be turned off if you saw a girl use any of these paid features? I wouldn't be turned off. I, I again, I'd probably think of it as in terms of this guy. I'd be like, oh, another one who wants to who uh, that I need to decide whether I would fuck or not. Right. Like, you know, like and and again, this is why I I posted this on. I've said it on this podcast, but I posted it on my Instagram. Like, 
That's why I think Bumble is like more made for men. Like men love Bumble because yeah, you get you get like a more honed in aim at who would fuck you. Yeah. And that's an icky way of putting it. But like if I got 10 matches on Tinder, I could talk to all 10. I don't know the level of interest of those 10 people. If I get 10 matches on Bumble, I get uh, and three talk to me. Those are three that wanted right. to talk to me more than the other seven. Well, that was my always my feeling about Bumble was that it made something like dating apps, which already made dating easier for men, even easier. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> this guy is looking to pay for thoughts in people's minds so that he has to do less work, less effort. That's my reality. Right. There's no shortcuts to true love. <laughs> okay. UUP at Betches.com. Let's play some games. You ready? I'm ready. Red flag or zipper. Every time, single time you yawn, they said stretching your dick sucking muscles, even after several months of dating, even after you oh. specifically told them you don't like it when they do that. That's... I would be so out like the first time I think anyone said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this sounds very specific to the point that someone is dating someone like that. Yeah, I like mean, how do you even get to several months of dating with someone who's... First of all, how do you get several months of dating after someone keeps doing something that you specifically tell them that you don't want to do regardless of what it is? <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, this is, uh, this is like almost too disgusting to be written into a movie about a disgusting person. Right. Because he is revealing, and it sounds like, I mean, stretching your dick-sucking muscles, I'm assuming it's from a woman who's dating a guy, but it could be a gay guy's dating, you know, I don't know. But in the assumption that, you know, in my, in my assumption that it's a woman that's dating a guy, that's how he sees your mouth. Like, <laughs> if his first thought is, like, stretching your dick-sucking muscles, that's, it, it, it's, it's, it's such a horrific description that he only can see you as a sexual object is what right. my assumption would be. Yeah, and that's the first that's the first thing that he thinks about you and that he's like super crude and that like again, I think anyone that you ask not to do something repeatedly and they keep doing it is like I, <laughs> a deal breaker I, in itself. <laughs> abs absolutely that, that's a huge deal breaker generally, but I I just I, I read this and then I was like, what if a woman was like saw me yawning and was like getting that pussy licking contraption ready? Right. I'd be like, oh, can you take it down a <laughs> notch? Like what? Right. Even you. Would Even be me. Like and then I would go right. lick her pussy. No, I, I'm just saying, like it's just. And you're not exactly so, like Emily Post, so no, it I mean, is you so would be offended by it. <laughs> it's so aggressive. It's just like, what? Can we start? Like, we were just talking about brunch. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, that's a deal breaker for me. Okay, good. Um, you want to do the next one? On last week's episode, you guys had a discussion about how Bob is an old man's name and no one young is named Bob. When I heard that, I laughed so hard because I have a great red flag or deal breaker story for you. My sister, 26, started dating this guy, 25, last year, and she introduced him to our family as Bobby. After a couple months of calling him Bobby, he let it slip that everyone else in his life, work, family, friends, knows him as Bob, not Bobby. 
Apparently, my sister made him change his name to Bobby when they started dating because Bob sounded too much like an old man's name and she didn't want to date someone named Bob. The craziest part, he went along with it. My boyfriend jokes that my sister must give excellent head. Oh, what is this? Is your, the most is your boyfriend the, the, the <laughs> yawning guy from the last one? <laughs> my boyfriend jokes that my sister must give excellent head. Uh, what a weird joke to say to someone about their sister. I, I yeah, don't know. that too. Uh, for this poor bastard to agree to change his name like that at the age of 25. What do you guys think? Is that a red flag or deal breaker? Or once again, love the show. Keep doing the Lord's work. XOXO bringing Bobby back in Baltimore. So what do you think of this? Someone tells you to change their name for the purpose of meeting their family. Okay. My first thought is like that it would be a deal breaker, right? That's my initial thought. But then I think I thought of you for an ex- I thought oh, of you actually. You. I thought okay, like, good. I mean, you, you go by J train. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't thought of as stretching your dick muscles guy. <laughs> this is better. Um, yeah. What if you? What, what if everyone in your life calls you J Train, right? And then so you're, I'm it, dating it, you, and I'm, I'm taking <laughs> you to go meet my parents, and you're like, yeah. everyone calls you that, and I'm like, oh, you're an otherwise perfectly normal guy. Everyone calls sure. you that, but like, you're coming to meet my parents. Would I ask you to go by Jared to my parents? Like, I might. To me, I to might. me, that's different. That's a nickname. <laughs> that that is like a ridiculous nickname. I agree. I, I, <laughs> but I would be insane if I was like, oh, Mrs. Abraham, uh, I'm J Train. Like I would be a crazy. <laughs> I'll tell two stories, quick ones. Um, there's a comic. His name is Mike Lawrence. He's very, very funny. Uh, he's written on a bunch of TV shows. If if he, if you're listening right now, go follow him. Mike Lawrence is hilarious, uh, uh, and I've known him for since I started doing comedy, and I remember I was at the Comedy Cellar one night, and people were like, hey, J-Train, you're up next, or something like that, and he hadn't seen me in a while, and he thought I changed my whole like name to J-Train. Like, he thought like that I was now J-Train, like, and okay. that, that was something I was going for as far as a stage name is concerned and he i remember the disappointment on his face he was like he's like are you really going by that like he thought i went to like prince he was like, like disappointed I, I, in you he was like <laughs> disappointed in me um that's one instance with the name and the nickname j train self-given like i i meant it to be a douchey thing right um <laughs> and then um i went to visit friends of mine they moved to the jersey shore and they have a child and the kid calls me J Train. They're like, "Hey, t- say hi to J Train," okay. which is funny and cute, and that's fun. Um, I don't know if someone like if I was if Jess brought me home and was like, "Do not call yourself J Train." I'd be like, <laughs> "Do you think I'm an, a crazy person?" Like, what? what yeah, I guess, how little did you Bob, think of me? I guess it's different than Bob, but like, it's the same. I mean. I don't think I, I also think that he's a nice guy for being like, yeah, I'll, uh, Bob, Bobby, whatever. Yeah, and he like, doesn't let, care. Slow, yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. I, I, I can understand not caring. Like if I was a Bobby and she was like, this is Bob, I would go, I, I, I guess I would want her to be like, hey, I'm going to introduce you as Bobby because Bob sounds like an old man. I feel weird introducing Bob to my dad, Frank. Right. <laughs> like that does feel a little weird. I, I get it. 
it's not I think it'd be like a little offensive because like I mean if you especially like if you think about just someone like not liking your name is like sort of an offensive thing I guess if that's a real sure. name that like you've been brought up with well I I, I think I it'd be a red flag that, I don't think it'd be a deal it'd be, breaker it'd be a red flag for me too I don't think I'd be like good thing you're good at sucking dick or else I would have <laughs> never gone by, by gone by Jared. Yeah. yeah, Jared. Oh, thank goodness. Well, that sounds like something that someone who insisted on being called J Train would say. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I wouldn't be as offended from the guy's point of view. From her point of view, I think she's got to like grow up a little bit, but I understand it all makes sense in the in the land of empathy. This all right. kind of I think it'd be a red today. a red flag. Big red flag, Let's, but still a red flag. Let's do one more. All right. They insist on driving with the windows open so as not to waste any gas in the summer. Uh, I love driving with the windows open. I rented a car last week, and ooh, that is a good feeling. Sometimes with the AC on, it just feels like like you're in like a... It just doesn't feel like you're in... You're in a robot like, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in like a contained facility. Like you're in like kind of a zoo structure. But they make um, it about the gas. It'd be fine with me, but I would assume that someone who doesn't want to waste gas, like the, the pennies on gas is probably awful in other ways. Like th this isn't the only place they try to save money that's annoying. Well, maybe it's an environmental thing. That's even worse for me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather? Would you rather be with a cheap person or an environmentally conscious person? Uh, it's a tough call. It, it is a really for me. We just Jess and I just had a fight the other day because I I flipped out. Not I mean that makes me sound like I threw around or some shit. I I flipped out because um, we have a garbage can back there, and then she wants to recycle, which fine, but shouldn't we don't have a recycling bin? So she'll just put out loose garbage next to the garbage. And it'll be like, and, and it's one thing when it's like a box. Like, of course, put the box next to the garbage. I'll take it to the waste room, you know? Mm -hmm. But when it's like like the, 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 the can that the roasted red peppers come in, I'm like, why is there just loose trash around the house? I don't want this out here. Okay. And, and like it fell on the floor and I was like, listen, we're not, I'm not, you know, walking three cans to the thing to get, like, Why I don't, don't need you just get a box. I said, when the box gets here, I'll recycle. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, but until then, until a we have a covered box. true man of nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> until we have a covered box, I'm out. I, I, I just can't, <laughs> I like had this moment where, yeah, so that's So you'd my prefer it to be story. about the money than the environment. I guess I would, but also the money has other issues. Like, I guess this is a red flag, not a deal breaker. But I, it would, I, I would assume that this would end up being a deal breaker because then it would, it would lead be like to other things, other them, yeah. yeah, other cheapness. Things. I agree. What do you think? It's, it's a red flag because of that. If it's about yeah. the environment, I, I think there's there's better ways to help. But yeah, I, I would, you know, it's a nice sentiment in theory as long as it wasn't like bullshit there we go we yeah. did it again 
Uh, Jordana, fantastic episode per usual. You did it. As per usual. This was great. If you guys have any thoughts or emails or questions, email us or you want to be set up with another milk lover because I just have a ton of emails from people just who <laughs> love milk. <laughs> then email us, UUP at Bedges.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Bye. Later. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed and Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at, at UUP Pod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Lee. Lee creates denim that gets better with age. The ones you reach for to feel your best again and again. Their denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Rider Jean jacket is the OG. What every other brand has copied for decades. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting Lee.com, L-E-E.com. That's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Betches.